Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Welcome, 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 Courier Nation. Today is episode 11 on the Deliver on Your Business podcast. Can you believe we are already in double digits because it seemed like we only just lost launched this podcast last week? Folks, we started out with the 31-Day Courier MBA series, MBA standing for Master Your Business Attitude. We started out looking at your business plan. We had several episodes where we looked at how to kind of plan and lay a foundation for what you're doing. We are now on number four out of nine topics that we are in operations, where we talk about your strategy, about the things that you do, the operations that make you profitable. And today, what we want to talk about is a question that is very common, especially when somebody's starting out, but is also pretty common for somebody who's been doing this for a while. And that question is, where is the best place to drive? Where is the best place to do your deliveries? And this is a critical question for being able to drive profitably because there are places that are better than that are better than others and your choice of places to drive can make a huge difference. So how do you know where to go? And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about ways just to get started to begin with and kind of spread out your territory, get more comfortable with where you're at. And then I want to look at one particular thing that you can do if you really wanted to dive in to try and figure out where you are profitable. So first of all, let's talk about getting started. Let's find the places that you are comfortable with. So a week ago in episode four, we talked about getting to know your area. And, and that is something that is very critical, that you get to know your area as well as you can. And maybe you're one of those that's already started out and you're very comfortable with where you are uh, or that you already know your market very, very well. And that gives you a big head start. It really does. But what you want to do, especially if you're not as familiar yet with the whole market, is start with somewhere that you're very comfortable with. Because what that does is you can start with somewhere where you can have a little more confidence. You're not as intimidated by, am I going to get lost, anything like that. You start somewhere where you feel comfortable, that you know things about where you're at. And then you can start with uh, looking things up in uh, the apps, the, the customer side of the apps for the companies that you deliver for, start looking for the restaurants that are in your area. So you've got an idea of where are the restaurants in those places that you are the most familiar with. So start out with somewhere that you are comfortable. You start to get more comfortable in other areas and you start to find the busy places and the hot spots in your market. 
Now, one thing that's going to happen is deliveries don't always stay within a small region, and that's actually a good thing because that allows you to spread your wings a little bit. That allows you to familiarize yourself more with other areas. You start to get more confident with other parts of town. Once you've started to get to know your market as a whole, then you can really start focusing on where are the really good places to go. And, and a lot of people will talk about these as hot spots. These are places where there's, there's a heavy concentration of restaurants that you can deliver from. And I tell you what, you know, sometimes you don't, uh, some people will use a, a heat map maybe that is provided by their apps, you know, places that show you little red spots on the map where things are really busy. Folks, once you get driving around a lot, you're going to get a pretty good feel for where those busy places are. But what I do recommend is that you start paying attention to the parts of town where a little bit higher end restaurants seem to concentrate. Uh, restaurants that uh, the food is a little more expensive because the more orders you can get from those, the more money you make. Because if the food is more expensive, the tip is usually more expensive. Hopefully that makes sense. So really what you are doing is you're just starting to get a stronger feel yourself for what the different parts of your market are like and where things seem to be busier, where things seem to be paying better. So what you're doing is you're developing kind of an experience first. And, uh, and that helps you spread out a little more. And some of that is you start paying attention to your gut a little bit. And, uh, you know, and then you kind of ask yourself a question, though. Do I just head to those busy areas right away? I don't know that I necessarily recommend that. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. One thing I want to say is we want to remember the 40-cent rule. We just talked about this yesterday in yesterday's episode. Go back to episode 10 if you haven't listened to it. Every minute that you are not on a delivery is a minute that you are not earning mile, or I'm sorry, that you are not earning money. Driving to another area is costing you 40 cents a minute and, by the way, 35 cents a mile. So add those up. Do you gain more benefit than what you're spending by deadheading or you know making a beeline to a certain part of town? That is something that you just always have to evaluate. Does it make more sense to go to those areas or to take something where you're at? You know, and, and, and weigh the, the benefits and the costs going both ways. Once you're really starting to feel comfortable with your total market, there is one thing that you can do that I think really ups your game. You're going to go ninja here. You are going full on geek and ninja. We can just call it geek ninja. What you're going to do is start tracking how profitable each part of your market is. You'll do some delivery-specific market research. Now, I talked a couple of episodes ago about tracking your progress. And one part of that can be to track every delivery. This is one way that tracking every delivery can make a difference. Divide your market up into a handful of zones. As you get to know your area, you have an idea what the major sections of town are. You want to kind of choose zones that have a similarity, you know. So you don't want to compare, you don't want to combine a, uh, 
a, a spread out suburb with downtown. Probably most communities, it's not possible to do that. But yeah, hopefully you understand what I mean. Try and pick zones that one, you can tell right away, this is what zone I'm in. You know, maybe set some real clear boundaries on those zones. And, uh, but divide up into different zones. When I've done it, I think I divided up my area, my, my market into nine different zones. And it was sort of like a grid. I had certain streets that, that, uh, marked them east and west and north and south. And, uh, but pick, pick some zones. Don't get too many, uh, but don't get too few because you want to be able to really get a good feel for certain sections. And if you just make your whole town one zone, you kind of defeat the purpose. Do you see what I mean? Now, what you're going to do is you're going to track every delivery that you do for a while. And you're going to track it by writing down three very simple things. You could do this. You could do it on a spreadsheet. And, and there's a lot of ways that a spreadsheet makes it easier. It's kind of a pain to put it into a spreadsheet unless you – like I, I did uh, Google Sheets because then I could just type it in on my phone at the end of each delivery. And then that way I could pull it up later on on my computer and go through and do some evaluations. Or the other thing that you could do is maybe – you know, take a few sheets of paper and uh, and have a place to write down stuff for each zone. So, you know, downtown is one zone. And all of your downtown deliveries, you write your information for that delivery on that one. And uh, maybe the western section is another area, the southern section another area. Do you see what I mean there? You have a piece of paper for each one. Maybe you stick it on a clipboard or something like that. Now, at the end of each delivery for the zone that you're doing, you are going to write down these three things. You're going to write down how many minutes it took from the time you started the delivery to the time you picked, dropped it off. So the moment that either you got the order and you headed to the restaurant right away, or if you're already on a delivery when you, were, you received the order, it's the moment that you drop off that last delivery and then you head towards your next pickup, you're going to track from the time that you head towards the restaurant to the time you drop off the delivery, how much time did that take? The second question is going to be, how many miles did it take for that delivery? And the third thing that you're going to write down is, what did you earn for that delivery, including your tips? Um, now, if you received maybe a bonus, you had a quest or something from Uber Eats, or you know you had one of these bonuses where you complete so many deliveries and you get this much extra, spread that out, divide that out between you know what what portion of that delivery did you get that bonus for? You want to try and factor that in some way or another, but basically you want to get you want to get a total amount of what you earned for a delivery. So those are your three things: the minutes, the miles. And what you earn for the delivery. And it's that simple. Track all of those things, every delivery, track them by zone. And then after you've done several days, you know, and, and maybe you might do this for a week, maybe you might do this for two weeks, try and do enough deliveries in enough different zones that you can get a pretty good representation. The other thing that I would do is if you have maybe an anomaly. You know, you get that kind of unusual delivery out of nowhere that paid you $45, you know, that just really throws things off. Take that out of your equation because, you know, if, and if it's something that just happens once in a blue moon, don't include that in there, okay? 
So what you will do is at the end of all of your deliveries, after your time that you've done this, you're going to divide those or you're going to add up all of those numbers for each of your zones. So for downtown, you're going to add up all of the minutes and all of the miles and all of the dollars that you earned on downtown deliveries. And you'll do that for each section of town that you're trying to evaluate. Now what you're going to do is you're going to figure out your profit per minute on each of those. And to do that, you do three things. You start off by figuring out your expenses for that zone. You have a number, you've got to start with what your car is costing you per mile. And if you're not sure, you know, I would say start off with 35 cents a mile. Uh, because you're really, once you dig into everything, you're going to find that it's not a whole lot different than that one way or the other, you know, with some rare exceptions. I don't think you're ever going to really see anything less than 25 cents. You may, usually if it is, it's going to be a lot more expensive if it's far off of that. So go with 35 cents, okay? So you are going to, what you're going to do is the number of miles that you drove in that zone, take that times your cost per mile. So if you drove 100 miles at 35 cents a mile, that means you had $35 of expenses. So that's your expenses. Next, you figure out your profit. We took the expenses that you just figured out and you subtract it from the money that you earned within that zone. And that is your profit. Now that you have your profit, you will calculate your profit per minute. There's where you're looking at the number of minutes that you drove for your zone. Divide your profit that you just figured out by the number of minutes. And that is your profit per minute. Now, sometimes some people, they prefer to look at profit per hour. So if you figure that out, once you've done that, take that times 60 and that's your profit per hour. You know, and some people, maybe that's, that's a better number to wrap their head around. Either way, it's just fine. Just do the same thing for each zone. Now that you've done this and you've added this up, figured it out for each zone, do you see how that gives you a comparison? You can look at the data. Is there a lot of difference? Is there a zone that is really low compared to everybody else? Is there a zone that is really high compared to everybody else? That gives you better information on where you want to focus. So once you've done this, you know, now, now you ask yourself, what do I do with this? I'll tell you what, when I did this, I did not expect the results that I got. I had certain suburbs that I preferred to drive in, and I just felt like those paid better. And part of it was because it's easier. You know, traffic is easier. Parking is easier. Getting in and out of the, uh, you know, the, the places where you're delivering to is just easier. And usually they are higher paying orders. And so it just felt like, okay, I'm making more money. And sometimes I found some of those suburbs were on the lower end. That surprised me. And what really surprised me in my market was downtown was far and away the most profitable. And I come to figure out that it had to do with doing more. They were shorter deliveries. They were faster deliveries, even once all of the parking and all of that was figured in. You know, I figured that uh, that traffic just took away from any kind of potential. But when I actually started tracking the numbers, I found out that it actually worked better. So what do you do with this information? Well, now you start having a better idea of think places that you can focus on. You can start determining, is there somewhere that maybe I want to pay a little more attention to? And what I did once I started figuring out that downtown worked really well for me 
was I started paying more attention to how could I do even better downtown. I started learning the parking areas. I started paying attention to places that I could go to park that are, you know, central to several different places. And uh, I, I started kind of learning some of the little, you know, back alley places that you could park real quick or some different things like that. You know, I learned where the loading zones were that I could park without having to worry about a ticket, different things like that. And so what you can do then is you pick an area and you just start paying a little more attention to that area so that you can get even better in that spot. Now, we talked about, I talked about this as you get to know things. Do you just kind of deadhead your way over to the more profitable area? If I'm going to do a full day, I'll take maybe 10 minutes or so and drive towards a more profitable area before I get started, just to get off on the right foot and everything like that. If I'm only going to do about two-hour shift, I'm starting out pretty much a lot closer to me. And the reason for that is, again, that 10 minutes that I'm taking, if I'm using my 40-cent rule, all right, that that's $4.00. And maybe the four miles that I'm driving is another, you know, another buck and a half or something. So there's there's five, six dollars or something that I'm losing just getting to that area. If I'm going to be driving for a long time, it's worth it because I make that up over time. If I'm only going to be doing two hours, it's not worth it because now I've killed a lot of my time. And so you, do you see what I mean there? You want to evaluate does it make sense to kind of deadhead, make a beeline towards a more profitable area, or does it make more sense to be closer to where you are? That's where we're using the 40 cent rule. Pay attention to what it costs to get where you're going. The one thing that I think maybe where I use this even more than choosing an area to go is it helped me identify the areas to stay away from. And there are a couple of spots that I will avoid at every cost. I will, if, if I've got a delivery that is going to the heart of that area, uh, there's a good chance I'm going to say no, unless it's just really that good of a delivery that it pays for some time to kind of turn around and get the heck out of there so I don't get sucked in. Because I found out that I'm driving so far and it's, it's so spread out that you can't get to the restaurants quickly, different things like that. And it's just not a profitable place to be. You know, that's, that's my strategy maybe more than anything else is staying away from certain areas and knowing that there are times it is better to get out of a less profitable area. You see where I'm going there. I think the main thing here, though, is that what's going to happen is some things you start to figure out intuitively. You just get to know it by experience and by feel. Sometimes it can really help you to dig a little bit deeper, pay a little bit more attention and start tracking some of this information, like what I suggested doing there. Is it worth the trouble to do that? That's up to you. Uh, what I found, I mean, uh, since the time that I have started paying attention to this type of thing, started paying a lot more attention to tracking daily deliveries and evaluating the areas that work well, uh, it's increased my profit by about 40% per hour. So to me, it was definitely worth it. In the end, it's up to you. But uh, what you want to do is pay real good attention to what areas pay well and then take it from there. So that kind of wraps up this episode. Now, 
I've mentioned a couple times when we're talking about this that sometimes you're you're accepting and rejecting orders based on where it's going. We're going to dig a little more into that tomorrow. Tomorrow's episode, that's exactly what we're talking about, is figuring out how to accept and reject orders and when is it right and is it right or is there a problem with doing it? All of that stuff. Uh, what is What should you do as a cherry picker, right? Or should you be a cherry picker? So I invite you to come back to tomorrow's episode, episode 12. In the meantime, thank you for tuning in and joining us. I invite you to come on over to our website at entrecourier.com. Check us out. Sign up for our newsletter. Every Monday, we get a we send out a Monday morning Courier Nation motivation email. And that'll have recaps on the information that we provide as well. Look us up on Twitter, Facebook, even LinkedIn by searching for Entree Courier on those platforms. You can look for our podcast on all of the main podcast channels. We are on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Subscribe to us there or on Google Podcasts, anywhere where you get your podcasts. Now, one thing that I prefer to do is save this part for the end because I always want to make sure that I've earned the right before I ask this question of you. If I have provided good information through this episode, through other episodes in the podcast, through our website at entrecourier.com. If there's good practical information that helps you with your business, could you spread the word, please? Can you let other people know about it? If you know anybody else that is doing delivery, tell them to look for Deliver On Your Business podcast or tell them to look for entrecourier.com. And uh, share us on social media. Tell them about us so that uh, you can also leave a review on the podcast directories. You know, leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews help us get found. But if you spread the news, what happens is we can help more people succeed in their business. More people take advantage of being an independent contractor instead of being victimized by these gig companies. One last thing. I ask you, I beg of you, please go out there. Take control of your business. Go and be the boss. Thank you.